You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sisters, welcome back to an episode of Rooted Feminine Podcast. Today's guest is exciting for me because it lets me actually get into my masculine brain a little bit. And I know on this show, we're all about drop into the body, drop into the body, but there is magic and there is medicine in using our brains and being able to analyze things and being able to have both types of wisdom. I think that's what the ultimate goal is to be able to call on analytical wisdom, masculine mind, medicine, when we want and need to, and having access to neck down body wisdom, feminine magic, all of that is beautiful. And so our guest today, Ariana Rollins, is going to be talking about that. We're going to go into what is goal setting, what are these smart goals, as well as what is manifesting, and is there something in between that actually offers us a path 
forward that calls our masculine online and our feminine online. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we will jump right on in. Hey sisters, welcome back to another episode of Rooted Feminine. I'm excited to be here with another guest episode for you today. And today we are talking with Ariana Rollins and she's going to talk to us all about manifesting in a strategic way, manifesting in a way that serves our souls and is right for us. So Ariana, let's just kick it off right with that. How do we know what we're manifesting is right for us? That's the eternal question because there are so many people who they don't even know, but they're working on something that it was somebody else's idea. You see this a lot in marriages. Wife has a really good idea and the man says, I got to give up sugar, got to give up sugar. He really doesn't want to himself. And so really knowing ourselves and knowing what will bring great meaning, value, joy, satisfaction, and starting from there, because there's power, Marissa, in that emotional energy of I really want this versus I should do it. I have to do it. And it's that's like where New Year's resolutions dry up because we don't have the passion and the drive. And when we do have the drive, it's like we're carried like those hovercrafts. When I lived in England and went go over to France for the day, these hovercraft boats have these big balloons around them and you're in the, the boat and it goes, and you don't feel the bumps along the way. It's a smooth journey across what could be bumpy. And that's really what we want in achieving our goals. Yeah, that smooth ride. And so when our manifestations and when our wishes are soul aligned, it is a smooth ride. It is a smooth ride. And if you're, if it's not, if we keep, we're trying to push something and we keep hitting obstacle after obstacle, there's a couple of things we can check in. One is the timing, right? Mm -hmm. Just, we wouldn't start our garden in the middle of January in, you know, North America, because the weather's cold, not enough sun. So there's a timing issue that we don't talk about in conventional goal setting, nor even most people with manifesting. And then the second thing, is it right for us? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be really right, but we now we've got to clear the blocks and resistance that are coming up to get us prepared and ready for it, to welcome and receive it. And the third thing is it's not right at all. Mm -hmm. So the complexity is knowing those three things. And before you even start out trying to work on something, you've got it cross-checked. You go through this criteria and you feel it in your body. It's right. And mm. the timing's right. And it's yours. Yeah. Okay. So we have three threads that we'll pull on throughout this episode. And I'm so excited to dive into those before we do. Could you tell us a little bit about you and the work that you do in the world and how you got to this place where you are blending and like the strategy and the soul of manifesting, right? How you're doing this for us. Like most people, you don't know where you're going to end up. It's like you you make these little decisions. So I guess this is where my turning point was when I first, I did a psychology, now I did an accounting degree, Mm -hmm. not an accountant. I did that for a couple summers and that's it. And then 
I was working as in systems and project management. That was a little closer to home because I liked working with people, but I didn't like the pressure because I was in living in England and working in Germany at the time, the pressure put on people, these deadlines. So when I had the opportunity to, I came back to the US, I don't want to go into project management. I want to do psychology. So psychology really landed, but then finishing my psychology degree and I'm applying to get in for a master's, I get accepted into really good school. And I'm starting to learn more about the limitations. If you're a therapist, you've got to do a diagnosis for the DSM and they only insurance only pays X amount for that diagnosis. So if someone comes, I don't know, say depression, you get six sessions. And that's what their insurance will pay. And I knew like at my heart and my soul, I'm not serving people. Yeah. So as I guess our fate, our destiny will have it. A friend of mine gave me this book, his ebook with the most obnoxious title, get ready for it. How to get lots of money for anything fast. Mm. And I was like, turned off. I didn't want to read the title. I didn't want to read the book, but he bugged me for three months. Finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. Just stop calling me. Stop bugging me about this. And when I read it, like top to bottom in one weekend, and I was doing one of the exercises in it, which I call past perception revision process, where you take where you are today and maybe you're procrastinating or you're maybe you're anxious. You don't want to have this crucial conversation or you're just not moving forward on something that's really important. We would treat it as a blocker. So you take where you are today and through body feelings, somatic body feelings, you progress it back to where it started. And it's not NLP. It's very different from NLP. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're working present moment past, which changes your future. So mm-hmm. I did, I cleared a blocker and it was around a relationship, very early teenage relationship. And I had tears running down my face. I knew this would heal people. And I knew it would help them accomplish their goals. So long story, I bugged the author of the book and I said, I need to teach this. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. And it took two years and finally he relented and I became licensed and trained in it. I love that. Such a similar path as mine, an undergrad business degree, master's in mental health, became a licensed therapist and realized that wasn't the path that I wanted as well. And I think that's a trajectory that I see over and over for people who are walking in this spiritual space is, okay, here's the masculine business side. And then, okay, I'm going to go and go be a helper healer on this side. And I love that you and I, through our experiences, have found this middle place where it's both. And the last time we talked about that, how there needs to be the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And we use different languages and different paradigms around this. But when you're teaching this manifestation with the strategy, the awe and the reverence with the aligned action, it allows both of those things to come together. So I'm really excited to dive in. We've got so much in common, Marissa. It's amazing. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So there were three, three threads that we were going to pull on that you introduced a little earlier for us. Where do we start with this? Like, how do we ensure that we're going to have that smooth ride when we're working towards these goals? And yeah, it's, I almost want a different word. Like I, I don't want to talk about manifestation because that's too far on this side. And then goals feels too far on this side. So I'm wondering 
Do you call it goal setting? Do you use a, a qualifier for it? Or do you call it manifestation? How are you referring to this work? I call it setting an objective mm. direction. So yeah. setting an objective, I start out with, and I just did it this morning, interestingly, it's a future possibilities wish list. Mm. And you just do a brain dump in terms of everything you want to change about yourself, your life, what you want to accomplish, do be, have experience mm -hmm. and having it in one place. And I suggest people print more than one, like several pages. So you can just keep writing and not restrict yourself. Then you go through and you rate the desirability of it on a one to 10 scale. How desirable 10 is, oh, so meaningful. It would just be so fulfilling and a one, not at all. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a range. If it's not a 10, it could be just a shift in the language, which I had one of them today as I was writing down, got it to a 10. Mm -hmm. So I had not considered that part. So I added that in and then difficulty. And this is super important because I think there are a lot of coaches, trainers that say, just feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And that the difficulty could be a 10, nothing wrong with that. But in my experience, if someone wants that hovercraft kind of smooth ride, going for something that's a 10 feeling nearly impossible when they really want that balance, like you do the masculine and feminine, I would pick something four or five, five at the tops of difficulty, because you, then you've got the image. It's realistic. It's, you can feel it happening. And then Marissa, that says we're ready for it. Mm -hmm. It's not like out in the future where we can have to clear a lot of blocks and resistance. So that's how I start. And then in just, I never throw a wish list away because they're precious. You once you you give yourself that sacred space to really write down and really assess, and then you keep it. And one of the magical things that happens is a, a lot of times what you write down will organically start to happen. Yeah. Do you so thinking of like different meditation gurus that I've followed before. Some are saying, focus on one thing and get really specific. Like I want 10 people in my next launch of my next program by XYZ date, et cetera. And that's what we're focusing on. And then I've heard other manifestation guides talk about, it's more about getting in tune with the feeling and the emotion, which I'm picking up a little bit from you, but on these wish lists, is there just like one thing on the wish list that you're really drilling down on? Or is it a bunch of things on this wish list? Great question. That's where this work, the mindful achiever, the book that's mm. coming out soon combines yeah. goal setting, which is structure with the energy part. Yeah. So you do pick one and there's the option, like in the book, there's detailed exercises, how to set your objective. And one of them is you have an endpoint date that you want to have at least 30 people in your upcoming program on before certain date. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But what can happen is it elevates the difficulty because you're now trying to push. That's a more conventional, smart goal. And that the other way to do it is language that I came to that is playful and easy in right timing and right action. So I guess it's almost Buddhist. Yeah. It's, like, it's so good. And I do suggest people do that for things that they have been working on for a while that they've not made progress. They've not 
been successful at it. So I don't know, you're a slim lady, so not for you, but some people have tried to shed weight yeah. and that maybe it was a health crisis or an accident or something that the stress caused them to put on weight and they've worked at it for 10 years and they'll come to me and they want to get to their ideal weight in 90 days. Yeah. Because there's this track record of disappointments and failures mm-hmm. that looms large and that fills the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And there's nothing wrong with that 90 days, but they're going to have to do a lot of concentrated clearing the resistance, clearing the blocks, clearing the disappointments and the failures to get there versus right timing and right action. Then it's a softer, easier ride. Now I set both. I do both because both have value because left to our own devices, we might not push ourselves. So it's really where someone is in their journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like these blocks and these barriers are just that. That's one of the keys is if you're able to bring those down. And would it be about like bringing a a block down that feels like combative language or whatever that might feel a little forceful, but what when it sounds like we need to first identify what these blocks and barriers are. And then once we've done that, what are we doing with them? Are we befriending them? Are we beating them? Like what, what do we do? Mm, another really good question. I would say we're healing them. So one of the exercises like I, I teach in the highest potential program is called subpersonality negotiation. It's not family parts. It's not NLP. It's working with these parts that we actually created through our living to help us cope with a difficult situation. We, in a way, burst them. It's a part of us. It's a habit, a way of being. And so we're working uniquely with that part, not Jungian theory archetypes at all. It's really unique. And so that part really wants to help. It really thinks sitting on the sofa and watching Netflix for three hours will relax you. It thinks that it's trying to serve you, but really it's taking you away from meeting that deadline for a unique opportunity that you have to submit at 12 PM on Friday. And it's trying to get you relaxed, knowing that you're not doing your best. You're not going to be your creative sweet spot. If you're like creating this from stress but it's doing it in an ineffective, immature way. So it's finding these, not just one job it's doing, but there are five levels Mm. and then you're healing it. And it's so cool when this part, this subpersonality just relaxes and it reclaims its core and primary job. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. What are the five levels? The five levels are... So for example, let's say someone is clearing a block or barrier, and I'm really glad you didn't use the term belief. A lot of people think it's belief, this work. It's not because Mm -hmm. it could be a belief. It could be a way of thinking. It could be a way of behaving. So it's not just beliefs. So it could be the first job could be relax you, given the example of Netflix. Okay. That's the job. The second job, like I'm talking about jobs, how it's helping you. That's specific. And the second job could be to help you tune into your creativity. Neither one's bad, right? Third job could be get you aligned with your true self. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could see watching Netflix series. One of my favorites could do that. And then the fourth job could be to connect with what your real purpose is Mm -hmm. and, and, 
reason why you want to do something. That's the fourth level. And the fifth level could be to be with God. Mm. So you go through all those and then we never get rid of each one of those levels. Mm. We heal them to be positive, supportive for our highest and best good. And then we find other parts to do those jobs. And so we end up with this amazing inner resource, a project that these parts will then help create and always works in the background. Mm. Once we've cleared one of these blocks or these barriers, it's not something that we have to consciously dust off, bring back and say, do this for me. It's working to improve whatever area of your life that, you know, you're improving. So are the barriers ever then gone or is it just always a work in progress? Hey there, hopping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered, when women were the sought after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern day society no longer celebrates these ideas. We no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons, leaning into the wisdom that Mother Earth so graciously offers. We no longer pour into ourselves and each other, mothering a sense of community and well-being. And we no longer co-create with the universe, bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive masculine flavor of the world today. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots. You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live breathe and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called the six phases of the rerouting cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle, the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when rerouting into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com slash masterclass to register. That barrier would be gone, that layer. It could be if there was one that, I don't know, from when you're three years old, you started eating chocolate bars because it was a way to relax. There could be a different one. And one of the things I really like about setting an objective is that it's not, this work isn't therapy in that we're trying to clear all our blocks, our barriers, our resistance. It's let's set an objective, meaningful, Mm -hmm. and in desirability, 
four or five less in difficulty and only clear the resistance, the blocks, the barriers that come up along the way. So we're keeping that hovercraft. We're keeping bright and we're keeping buoyant along the way. And if we come upon one that, oh, this one's really plaguing me. I'm not working on it right now, but I can see how this could drag me down. Yeah. Okay. I want to work on this one now. Yeah. Okay. So we have this objective. We've identified some barriers. We've healed or worked through healing on the barriers. Then what comes after that? How do we then make more progress toward the objective? That's where the strategic part comes in. There is a particular exercise. It's a daily practice process. And I outline it in the book, The Mindful Achiever, is there is that you reaffirm your commitment to what you want, because a lot of times we can appear fickle according to what I talk about, our unconscious mind, our source of power, that we want it one day, and then we want something else the next day. And we're like this. So we need to get this drop into this is it. This is what I want help with and be consistent with it, but not from a pressuring standpoint. It's just, okay, this is what I want. And I'm committing to it every day to check in, tune in. And it's not vision board. It's not anything like that. It's, it's a, it, it, it's an image. It's more imaginary experience. We're creating an imaginary experience in the future of what it's going to look, feel in our body, our emotions, how our life's going to change. And it's a fun process because we're creating like a little mind movie of a scene in the movie of you realize I've accomplished it. Like the example of someone wanting to shed weight, Mm -hmm. they're putting their swimsuit on at the beginning of summer and they look in the mirror and tears are running down the face, their face, because they feel so good about themselves and their body. Mm -hmm. And that could be what I call future memory or endpoint success image. Mm. And in that case, you are keying into how does this feel and, and very and much so the energetic side. Yeah, very much. Because that's what can float us. And I think that's where the smart goals can be a little limiting if we just focus on the masculine, just get it done, Nike, get it done, is that we're not really tuning into how this is going to change our life and how we really feel about it. Going back to that example of the wife wants the husband to stop sugar and he loves sugar. He likes a donut with his coffee in the morning. He's not motivated to make that change. She's motivated to balance his blood sugar and keep him healthy. Unless that motive comes from within him, he's not going to be successful at it. A lot of us set our objectives based on a coach's idea, a partner's idea, a friend's idea, a child's idea, because we value them, love them. And we think, yeah, it's a good idea, but our heart's not in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something we talked about in a previous conversation before we recorded is there's also a possible, it's possible, or there's a potential to be too feminine about your goals, right? And too in the, it's just going to flow to me and surrender. And I'm I'm making fun of myself because this podcast is called Rooted Feminine. Like we're all about the feminine here. However, there is a truth of being 
in your feminine in an immature way, I love you brought that word in earlier in the conversation of where it's just, oh, I don't actually need to do anything. It's all just coming for me. It makes me think of this like old joke where there's this guy who like prays every day. Oh God, please let me win the lottery. Please let me win the lottery. Please let me win the lottery. And then finally God's go buy a ticket. I can't help you win the lottery if you haven't even bought a ticket for it. So that's what's coming up for me here is we've talked about, oh, the goal setting without the soul or without the energetic piece. But what does it look like on the other side where we're just too, maybe too feminine or in an immature energy around it and we're not actually doing any of the action side? Yeah, it's exactly it. And that's what my understanding of a lot of manifestation techniques and teachers, they really guide us to that feminine receptive, which is an important piece. But without action, that we are limiting ourselves. There's a great prayer. I thought it came from the Amish. I don't know if it is, but not prayer, but it's a statement. It's pray and move your feet. And Mm. that's really what we're doing here is pray and move our feet. So you're using that accurate form of prayer asking for what you want in very clear, precise language. And then we're tuning in. So one of, in the practice, the, the practice process, the monitoring process to recommit to your goal, your objective, is there anything that is appropriate for me to do? Do Mm -hmm. I have any blocks? Do I have any resistance? So it's an active process and we can wait for our intuitive guidance. And some people are really tuned in and they're just got this natural manifesting superpower and they just know exactly what right action. A lot of us don't. And so this gives a container to tap into that intuitive guidance and then to make the most appropriate action decision. Because I think at least for me, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I get excited when I can, I've got an idea. I just want to work on it now. And I have wasted more time and money and resources of my team by getting lit up by an energy and an idea and not pausing. And so it's a learning process because if we've got energy and we're creative, we're excited, we want to do it. It's like pause and then wait for the guidance. Yeah. So we wait like a wave that now's the time to do it. Mm, I love that. Are there any signals or things that we look for internally and or externally like when you say when you know it's right does is that an internal expression are there external signs to look for that we're on the right track what's your thoughts on that i like and this is where the the structured part is i like doing what i call a true self grounding mm. and your listeners i can guide them to a free gift uh, yeah, which includes this little mini meditation to bring your true self forward so i do a true self grounding especially if i'm feeling a bit in my head or a little bit distracted i get myself grounded and rooted like what you would say in my body and then i just ask sometimes i'll just ask if i've had a bumpy day or a conversation, true self, what's so troubling about this? And mm-hmm. then and I'll get this intuitive guidance like, oh, and it's so interesting. We can let something go and we can learn from it. Or I'll say, true self, is there something for me to work on? Is this my project? Is this good timing? Mm-hmm. And 
I'll do, and a lot of people do this, suggest your big three, your big three for the day and really check in. Sometimes I'll put five. I'm like, what was I thinking? Big Mm -hmm. three. And then once I get those done, I can play in the toy box. So I'm not sure if I answered your question on that or not. Yeah. No, I love the the true self question. I'm thinking about the people who are like, oh, if 444 on the license plate or 1111 on the clock, it means your manifestation's on its way or whatever. Are there, do you prescribe to that, that there's external signs? I know you said you'll keep your list and you'll look back and you'll see that it's happened, but I'm curious of on the path, is it all intuition? Is it all internal or is there a, a source of external validation? Absolutely. There are signs. I call it like synchronistic moments Mm. and confirmation. One of the confirmations would be an ease that things are just flowing. Like the other day, I, yeah, actually it happened twice is I was creating a little membership and there was an opportunity to share it with someone that I collaborate with, that she would share the membership to her very large list. So there was a fixed deadline. So I was like in my head, whereas in my head, oh, should I do it on this and that? And I don't know. And started the webpage and all that. And I said, stop, because I could feel the forcing. It wasn't coming. And then I sat down, got myself grounded. And I said, what do people really need? Mm-hmm. How can I support them? I got it done in one day. Yeah, It was like three hours and done. Yeah. So if we're coming from that right rooted grounded place in ourselves and we know our intentions where we want to go so synchronicity is there's a breadcrumb there's and this is interesting when i'm working with people sometimes it takes a little training for them to be aware of the signs that they're on track and they're not tuned in i don't really subscribe and say look for certain numbers unless it's meaningful to that person, maybe that's their sign. My last partner had five and nine, whenever he saw five and nine or nine and five together, that was a confirmation because nine is my birth path. His five is his birth path. Mm -hmm. And that had great meaning. So what can happen where I say is that we can create that. Mm. We can start to create that doesn't mean that we're on track. It's just that we feel good when we see that. So yeah. we're like, there's a self-confirmation yeah. that I'm on the right track. I'm doing what's right for me. May or may not be the case. Yeah. How do we know, this is a self-serving question. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know if we need a pivot? Because I have felt in the past, oh, this is right and I'm going for it. And then it hasn't had maybe the results or the didn't end in the quote unquote, end point that I thought it was going to, how are there times when a path can start out right and then shift, but we're still on the same path and we didn't make the pivot when we were, but we missed the exit or like we missed the pivot or does that ever happen? Absolutely. There's a whole chapter on that in Mindful Achiever because we're trained to not quit. Yes. Trained to not give up. And there's a lot of shaming that happens as children, Mm -hmm. especially I think around men and in sports and things. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of times where we stay committed to a path long beyond the sell by date. Mm -hmm. And it hurts us. Mm -hmm. It really does because there's a negative feedback loop. We're not being successful and it impacts our confidence, our self-esteem, our well-being. So yes, there are times that we need to pivot, but I would advise not doing it in an emotional state. 
because we don't know if that's the emotions like pushing us away, or it's that there's a blocker that we're being invited to look at and heal, or that really it is a time to pivot. We know there wouldn't be any divorces or breakups in the world if this were not the case. We stay committed to things that are too, we're too know, we know too much and, or we can let go of something too fast. So it's not one way or the other. It's really making sure we're grounded, we're rooted, we're centered in our true self. And you'll know that there's a calmness in the body, peacefulness. And when you get that guidance, what's right. If there's a bunch of emotion around it, that there's fear or there's any anxiety or resistance that says maybe the timing's not right or that you need to dial it back. Okay. I've got this friend who's an energy drainer. And every time I talk to her, I just, I I peel myself off the floor and I'm exhausted. If this is a best friend and someone who's loving and supportive over many years, you're not going to just cut the tie right then, but there could be a way in reapproaching that friendship So I would check with true self. Is there a way for me to continue the friendship with Mary in a way that's for the highest good of me and of all involved? And it could be, you don't talk about certain things. You don't talk about your marriage because Mary's been single for so long or whatever it is. You get that very specific guidance so that you can bring the best out of the other person. It's an exercise that I teach in the highest potential called true self relationship process, true self alignment, true self relationship process. So it's going deep into your core five relationships. Yeah. So it really sounds inner peace is the barometer or like that ease, that peace that you're talking about. It's Mm -hmm. that's our compass. And as soon as we start to go off course, then it's about these exercises that you've shared with us, right? Asking your true self or doing this process and whatever is going to bring us back to that kind of inner peace, inner ease, true north kind of place. Exactly. I like that. The true north. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I would say it is the barometer is peace. Mm -hmm. I'm um, a student of human design for about past 10 years or so. And I enjoy certain aspects around it. And there's a a signature that goes with each of these, I don't know if you could call them archetypes, four different archetypes. And one is the manifester type and peace is their success signature. Mm. Yeah. So that they're at peace and that, and they're false self, their not self is anger Mm. Anger and pushing, controlling anger. What is it for a a manifesting generator? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Manifesting generator would be satisfaction. Uh So they're still considered generators and yet they have, I think it's a sweet spot design because you've got that manifestor, like you can think it and you can cause it and you can inspire others around it, but it's satisfaction. So when there's an opportunity, the difference between manifesting generator and pure manifestor is that manifestors are designed to powerfully initiate and there's no need to be invited from the outside manifesting generators their invitation comes from outside mm. and then they feel that satisfaction, feel that leaning forward and uplifting. Mm. Now, one of the things I love about this work is that we all are manifestors. Mm-hmm. It's your, when you set an objective that's right for you, 
the invitation is going to come from outside of you yeah. and you know, it's right. And then you can say, Oh yes, that's what I want. Thank you very much. And you're yeah. satisfied. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know human design was not the topic of our conversation, but again, I'm asking a few self-serving questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is there to, else to know, Ariana? Is there anything that we haven't covered? Oh, it's been a rich conversation. Really good questions. I guess I would wrap it up with three phases I see of our human growth and spiritual development is know thyself, love thyself and become the creator. I, and it goes with what we've been talking about this three pieces. And I feel like what comes up for me when you say that is, and it will change <laughs> and you will change the self. I knew at 20 is not the self. I knew at 30 is not the self I know is coming up on 40. And so I think that there's, that's where my paradigm is going to come in terms of the feminine cycles and the rebirth and the death process. And there will always be a journey of knowing thyself. And then these other two steps that you've, that you've listed so beautifully for us will flow after that. Absolutely. It is a journey. And then hopefully after each chapter, each decade that we know ourselves a little more mm -hmm. and the people that bring the best out in us, the work that's most meaningful and uh, what lights us up. Yeah. And that's just pure goal to me for self-awareness. Mm, I love it. So Ariana, you've mentioned your book a couple of times. Let us know where we can find that, where we can learn more from you. You also mentioned a free gift for us. So where can we find that? Share all the things. Yeah. Yeah. You can find details about the book at mindfulachiever.com and you can find it also directly on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then the free resource what I'll do is I'll send you a link, but you can go to hiretrueself.com and the freebie is kickstart your manifesting journey and you get a workbook, you get the guided meditation to ground in your true self and you get that future possibilities wish list. Mm, so I'm grabbing those like right now. <laughs> it's so good. As I said, I, I, I've been at this 18 years and I did this today because yeah. it's just, I need to kickstart it, that energy. Mm. Yeah. You end up like, actually, when you're in that expansive state, you're actually tapping in and turning on dopamine. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I think I'm going to make myself another cup of tea because this is all that's on my schedule today because we're getting on winter and I don't put a lot on and I leave a lot of white space. So I'm going to make myself another cup of tea. I'm going to grab these three exercises from you. And I, I think that's all I'm doing today. <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait to hear how it was for you. Yeah. I said, thank you so much for this time. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. the conversation and your questions. And yeah. I loved it when you said this is self-serving. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for a spoiler alert for those who are listening, I'm also going to be on Ariana's podcast coming up. She's going to do a little of this actual like coaching on me and stuff. So if you want to do a follow-up to this episode and then hear like me actually go through the process, definitely go and check her show out as well. And that is that on your website as well? Are you I think. So mindful manifesting is the podcast. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I see your breakthrough session. Wow. Yeah. I need a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Break me through, Ariana, please. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here today, sharing your wisdom with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I've loved it. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. So 
this chat with Ariana today really just helped me see that it is a both and situation, right? It is both awe, reverence, receptivity, nurturing, openness, and intentional aligned action. It has to be both. And yeah, I love how she talked about it as an objective because I, I did, I wanted a word that wasn't goal and wasn't manifestation, but it was something in between. And so I loved how she brought in objective to the conversation. Of course, all of Ariana's uh, links will be in the show notes. So feel free to check those out. I know I will be going over as soon as I'm done recording here and doing some of those exercises that she recommended for us. So maybe I'll give you guys an update and share how it went for me. All right. I will see you back here next week in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.